They gonna get more than. But so what if they do? They still gonna come back and help you, regardless of the fact. Are they gonna help somebody in your family? That is the goal of every teacher to have their students surpass them. That is the goal. The goal of every parent to have their children surpass them. It, it 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 makes no sense. And I was listening to a sermon uh, earlier today, and that 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 teacher lesson popped in my head. Cause you know most mm-hmm. ministers will be like, "Talk back to me. Uh, let me know you're here." Da 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 da. Well, if you teaching, how can I talk? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hear the lesson. So if mm-hmm. I'm at school and the teacher is talking, and one thing she asked me to do is be quiet, shut up, mm-hmm. hug your mouth, mm-hmm. raise your hand, so you can then be called on once I get through talking. But if you over here running your mouth, how the freak are you supposed to hear the lesson? And that irritates me when pastors do that. Talk back to me. Say amen. That, like, like, no, I don't want nobody to say absolutely nothing right now because I'm trying to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hear. I need mm. to take notes. Okay, you can do a little, you know, okay, that's fine. But you get the, yes, hallelujah, thank you. Holla, like, hey, shut shut up. Shit. I'm trying to listen. And then sometimes y'all just be shouting just for the sake of shouting. Like, do you even know what he just said, really? Because that wasn't the part to shout on. But, okay. All I got was phlegm. That's all I, that's all I heard was phlegm. Just silly. Just silly. And God had made the earth in seven days. Yes, hallelujah, thank you. Like, okay, but do you know why he did it? <laughs> in that part that you got the yelling, he was explaining why he did it. Did, did you hear it? Because I didn't get to hear it. Did, did, you, did you get what, what he was teaching us in that part? Absolutely not. Because you was too busy yelling. Distracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. Lord have mercy. They know the creation story. They miss the depth of the creation story. And it can probably go even further than what I was show. Okay? Break it down so it will forever now, be broke. God said, let us make men in our own image and on our own likeness, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he said, right? Okay, now, let's look at the creation story. God, however, hovered over the emptiness, right? Mm-hmm. It was dark, the void. So, before you get saved, what are you? Pretty much empty. Mm-hmm. You're in darkness. There's a void. There's a void. You darkness. lost. Something needs to be healed. You can't see your way healed. through. I mean. mm-hmm. So internally, you're going to do what? Look for the light. Now, he hovered over this void, right? And then he said, let there be light. Let things open up, the eyes open to see what I can do with this nothingness, this formless thing. How can I mold it? How can I shape it? What can I create out of this? Because that's creation to make something out of nothing. Right? Am I right or am I wrong? 
Hello? Hold on, Willie J. Is making something out of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was nothing there, so you actually have to make a new thing. Um, so what God was showing us, because we are made in his image and likeness, is how to create. Mm. Remember, life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Right. He put, he, he said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all men, men, women, and children. They will prophesy. They will do this. They will do that, right? So he, in the beginning, he is teaching us how to speak things into existence. That's what we're always been told, which is true. Which is true. We have to speak things into existence. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what God did in the beginning of the world was speak life into something that was void. He spoke light into it and he spoke life into it. He created the uh, the land, the sea, the pyramid in between. He created man. He created the animals. He did all of this by just a spoken word, by speaking a word. And what we didn't get in the depth of that was that just like God, God was showing us he was our predecessor. He is the one that leads us, right? Right. He is showing us. He come before us, so he's showing us. Somebody before us is showing us how to do it, how to create, how to make something positive, something new, right? Right. Jesus, after him, did the same thing when he walked the earth and preached. He is our predecessor. He showed us how to walk the walk of a disciple. Of God. What did he always say? I am doing my father's work. Did he not? Every time he never took he never took, took it credit. For and and that's that's the, the 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 biggest thing I see that which is funny because that was one of the questions I have too. The biggest things that ministers do is always want to take credit for something. Uh-huh. They want to be seen, heard, and noticed. None of this is for... That's how you know the difference with the ones who have been called and the ones mm-hmm. who do it for monetary gifts. It's mm-hmm. always want to be seen, heard, and noticed. Everything uh-huh. we're supposed to do is for our Father's will. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right. Because God is the one that gets the glory. Some plants, some seeds. Some seed. I mean, some plants, some water, 
for God gets the glory, right? Right. That's how it's supposed to be. Because, see, <clears throat> the reason why it's supposed to be like that is this. Even though we were made in his image, we have to fight flesh. God don't. Mm. See what I'm saying? Even Jesus had to fight flesh. Mm -hmm. We have to fight flesh. God don't. And that flesh, boy, when that flesh gets some glory, oh. Yeah, when, when it just get a sample. <laughs> just a oh, it's so hard. It's so sample. hard. It's so hard. Not to love every bit of that glory that their flesh is getting. I kid you not, it's, it's so hard. It is so hard. I know because I've been victim of it myself. I used to be on the basketball court. I had to stop because I was getting technical fouls, girl. Hmm. Man, when I learned how high I could actually jump, oh, I got a little cocky. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I would let people go by me at the um, top of the key just so they think that they passed me. Then I go pin that ball to the backboard. And you know what I do after that? Please. I get up in their face and go, ah! <laughs> and I can see you doing that because I literally just got that visual effect. I can see you doing that. But then I had to learn because, I mean, you don't, you know, you, you only get two technical fouls a game before you get kicked out the game. I couldn't be doing all that. I mean, yeah, I would still get up there and block shots and do stuff like that. But, baby, the feeling that I got, ooh, my flesh was on fire. Hmm. When I blocked that shot and yell at them like, you ain't doing it. I mean, I, I, mean, I could have said you ain't doing shit. I didn't say that. I just yelled in their face like, ah, ah. But in small like, words, that's what you were saying in that, ah, yeah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying to them. Um, that flesh is a mug, boy. That flesh, ooh, that's a testy thing right there. Mm. And it's not just things, different things get different people high. People get high of different things. Some people get high of drugs. Some people get high of liquor. Some people get high of excitement. You see the people jumping out of planes and stuff like that. That's adrenaline yeah. rush. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 uh, it's uh, messing with them endorphins in their brain, you know? And they, they look for that feeling. And every, every, everything after that is trying to chase that first one. And if you don't have... If you don't have a humble bone in your body, you would chase that for the rest of your life. How do how do people get grounded? Is it in midway or is it when they bottom out? People get grounded when they truly uh, believe in God. They truly uh, find Christ. That's when people get grounded. 
he's the only one that can ground you. You can't ground yourself because we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And once you realize that, you know you have no other lifeline but Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Because he is your anchor. He is the one that holds you close to God. Because without God, that flesh is going to take you somewhere everywhere. And next thing you know, you'll be the person that said, oh, uh, I don't do drugs. Then next thing you know, you're sitting on there sucking on that glass. Excuse my language, dick. Mm-hmm. And I do apologize, Holy Spirit, for not calling on you uh, before we did. Well, it, we just kind of went right into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, ask that you guide us. Mm-hmm. Ask that you watch over us. Ask you that you help our ears, eyes, and tongue according to your will. Let our flesh not step into this and get cocky among ourselves. I ask mm-hmm. that whatever we say on this yes. podcast today... That it is to help each and I'm, every I'm, one I'm of your servants. I'm doing something right now, Mama. Lord God, I ask that you take, even if it's one seed to be planted for the next person, for the next person, for that tree to grow, that it does go forth in your will. I thank you, my Father. I thank you in this hour. I thank you, Jesus, for the word. Holy Ghost, for guiding us. For what you have done, is doing, and continue to do in his name. Yahshua, I am. Amen. It mean the curse. Oh, you fine. Um, where was I? Yep. But um, like I said, if you don't have him as an anchor, um, um, then um, you will you'll be stranded. I want to say stranded in in the spiritual realm. Mm. At like, first, I thought you were going to say within the People just passing you by. You you got your thumb up. You trying to hitchhike. Like like uh, the story of the um, the uh, ten bride the ten brides right. Mm. And five of them, they made sure that they lanterns were filled, right? Right. The other five thought that they had time. So they didn't fill their lamps. But then they heard that the bridegroom was coming. So then they asked the other five to have filled lamps. Could they borrow some of their oil? And then they said, no, because then we wouldn't have enough for ourselves. So when they went out to go get them some oil, by the time they got back, the bridegroom didn't know them because Mm. they were too late. Stranded on that spiritual highway. Stranded. The anchor, if he is first and foremost, you're going to always make sure your lantern is filled. 
you'd always be trying to fill yourself with something of his, something that humbles you, something that um, breaks you down and, and helps you understand that you can't get anywhere without him. Nowhere. Um, I notice every time, even with my grandma, we don't always agree on everything. Scoot over, Willie J. Um, but I hear her say all the time, I, I talk to you tomorrow if it's the Lord's will. I'll see you tomorrow if it's the Lord's will. You know, she always makes sure she says that because she knows that if not for him, she ain't going to make it to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, what helped me a lot, and I'm not saying that I'm, uh, because, you know, I stepped down as a pastor and that was for uh, reasons of me not being able to uh, minister in my uh, own house with my own husband. Um, And and like I said, I might have done, I believe there are things that I've done wrong and that he did wrong, but I accept and own up to the different things that I didn't do right. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't accept and own up to things that other people don't do right. So I had to make a choice. Is it it worth staying or is it not? Well, when I found out he cheated, it was not. But, um, what helped me mostly in what... I hold on to a lot is when the two times I thought my mother was going to die. And I know it wasn't me. Because the first time, I was just a babe. And I know for a fact that I heard God say, and a lot of people don't believe me when I tell the story, but I heard God say, just say, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, she is healed. That's all I want you to say. Held on to her head every day for a week. And they didn't think she was going to wake up. The doctors, all they were doing is just maintaining her. Mm. In a coma. They was just maintaining her in a coma. They wasn't figuring out nothing. You ask a doctor every day. Do y'all know what's wrong with her? We don't know. We just know she's in a coma. And we don't think she's going to come out this coma. We don't know if she's going to live through this coma. That's that's all I heard every day. The Lord say, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, she is healed. And I sat there. Every day I would go home and I would pass out. I didn't have time to do nothing. Barely had time to eat. I would eat in the morning and probably get a couple of bites of something after I got home, but I would pass out, wake back up, go again. 
five days later, I was sitting up there praying, and I was the only one in there. And I heard, look up. I looked up. She was staring right at me. Hmm. But it wasn't my prayer. It was hers? No. It was what God was telling me to do. Mm. And I didn't have no long, drawn-out prayers. Uh, Oh, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, and, you know, all this laying hands and all that stuff like that. It was a simple seed, as a mustard seed, as small as a mustard seed. It wasn't even three sentences. It was three words. Mm -hmm. By his stripes, <laughs> you are healed. Mm -hmm. Hold on a second. All of that happened before you became a pastor? Yeah. I mean, that, that happened the first time. Before I a That's funny because the first question, the first question is, uh, why did you decide to become a pastor? Why did I become a pastor? Uh huh. I'm, I'm it, doing something. Hold on. Okay. All right, I'm uh, why did I become a pastor? Yeah, was it self, God, the church appointed, or because of family, uh, church being passed down onto you? That that's the first question. Um. I would say God, I kind of like fell into it. Bully J, please, baby, don't do that. Um, because after that, because that's when I still had my dreads. Mm. When I came out here the first time. Um, after that, I kind of fell into it. Because all the kids would come and they would just ask me different questions. And I had questions myself. But I literally, when 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 he told me that, just say, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, she is healed, right? That's literally the word, right? Mm -hmm. So I literally started looking at the word, literally. <clears throat> I would have questions and I would ask a former pastor. One of my questions was, okay, if Jesus told his disciples, all these things I do, you will be able to do but even greater because I go on to the Father, right? Mm-hmm. So, after that, there was a time that uh, there was a lame man sitting in front of the gate. And Peter said, I don't have anything to give to you, but this I do. And he gave him his hand, and he said, take up your bed and walk, right? Hello? I'm listening. Yeah. Well, so Peter was able to heal people just like Christ. Just like Christ. So I'm looking literally 
at these scriptures. And wondering why you're not seeing him yourself? Say that again. And wondering why you wasn't seeing him in now? In the now. So I asked my former one of my former pastors, I asked him, I asked her, um, okay. Now we're looking at this stuff that the disciples was able to do afterwards. And what Jesus was able to do, and he said we could do this afterwards. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Why are we not seeing these signs and miracles now? Why is it that there's not one man that can walk on water right now? Because Peter walked on water just as Christ did. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even have Christ's hand. Christ had to get his hand to pull him up out the water. He said, Jesus, if it's you... Bid me to come to you. He didn't fall until after he took his eyes off Jesus. Right? Right. Which is a very highlighted thing that a lot of people miss throughout the whole Bible. Once each person that he called to do his will took their eyes off of him and his father, our father. Everything crumbled afterwards. Everything crumbled afterwards. When flesh, ooh, that's what. When flesh kicked in, and you pay attention to that flesh, guess what happens? So she told me. This is not like back in those days. I said, I don't think that. I almost cut you off right there. Sorry. Mental block somewhere in our minds. How come it ain't? So what's the point of preaching the word if you don't believe what happened then can happen now? Thank you. And that's why I like that song. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Again. I mean, that's the whole point. Everything you see in word, you see in now. Mhm. But that—that's what I told her. I said, um. So then that goes to show. Don't that. mean to cut you off. That goes to show you don't honestly. Well, she didn't honestly mm-hmm. believe what she was reading. Mhm. Oh, she believed it enough to do certain things. That's that and monetary thing. different things like that. But she didn't believe it enough to where it was actually effective in real life. But that thing is actually effective in real life, not just to mind control a small group. You understand what I'm saying? Understand, understand, understand. So it goes back into reference to what we said 10 minutes ago, when when you were called and when you choose yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. you're gonna do for his people, not for mm-hmm. thyself. Yeah, yep. But I told her too. I said, I don't believe what you're saying is true. I said, I believe there's a mental block somewhere. Faith that is not allowing us to tap into everything that Jesus is really saying, and it does become a mental block. Because what is man's biggest problem? 
thinking too much instead of embracing what's true mm-hmm. and what's real. New faith. New faith. Come on, we're doing something. Um, if you if you use your mind too much. That's that overthinking. Yeah. We um we need to be thinking with the Holy Spirit and not with our brain. You know, somebody asked me one time, where do you think the soul is? Do you think it's in the heart or in the brain? And I said it's in the heart. I said, why do you think that? I said, well, God says through love I have drawn thee. He said, but love is a word. And if you know the definition of a word, then that's what the word means. And I said, love is an emotion. It's not just a word. It's an emotion. It's a feeling. It's an embrace. Um, But also, too, what a lot of people don't realize is the heart itself is like a brain. Mm -hmm. If you really, really... I can't remember. I did a... I, I I looked. I did a little study on it before. I can't remember everything about it, but um, if you really look at the heart, it's got about as much activity going on as the brain. It's like a second brain, but it is truly a heart. And uh, scientists have finally, finally, because I've been saying it for years, and I was called stupid for that. That we mm-hmm. do have three brains in our body. We have the brain itself, we have the heart, and we have our stomachs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and all of them make involuntary movements without us having to uh, tell it to. Mm-hmm. Scoot over, Willie Jack, baby, please. You are hot. That's not apple juice. Go get your water. Hello. Mm-hmm. Let's see yeah. the second question. Um Well, I'm I don't know. Okay, well I'm gonna ask two questions and you can answer tell me which one you want to ask first. Why or why did you stray away from church and what are some and the sec third question is what are some of the things that you would change as being a pastor? Okay. So I um Well yeah, yeah, we'll go with two Lord, first. Okay. Why why did you stray away from church? First first that first question, okay. I went to two churches where I was involved in the uh inner circle dynamics of the church. The first church, there was church hurt there. Um um 
my money was more important than my uh, salvation. Uh, I found out friends were not really friends, but also people looking for my money also. And I mean, I was working my butt off doing the um, youth, uh, being a youth pastor and also my actual job as a manager and working from 6 a.m. to sometimes 10 o'clock at night. Uh, Then um, I got a revelation about what was really going on. One thing made me mad was one of the prophets in the church my mom got sick the second time Uh, we were praying morning prayer and then he said all of a sudden he sees somebody popping pills and one thing I know about my mom but she don't do drugs okay go tell Brandy um, and I told him straight out, you, 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 you can say my mama was drinking, but you can't say she was popping no pills. She don't do drugs. And the pastor, um, uh, you know, she, uh, backed him up or whatever. When I got back, when I got to California, there was no drugs involved. So that told me that was a false prophecy which I already knew was a false prophecy. That's mm-hmm. not what I heard. That's not what I heard God say the night before anyway. Um, then, the, uh, so I left that church shortly after that because I got into it with the, well, I didn't get into it with the pastor. The pastor, uh, I started feeling, you know, it wasn't right certain things going on in the church and everything. I know. Let me get up. I can't get up if you're right in front of me, baby. Watch out. Um, uh, certain things was going on that I didn't agree with. Dealings with money and all that stuff like that. And um, I said it was time for me to remove myself from this uh, establishment. Uh, because I didn't agree with it. It wasn't. It wasn't being ran by God. It was being ran by man. Mm. So the second church. The reason why I left there, and this was the last church I was at, like officially, and a pastor at. Um. Ooh, where do I begin? Lord. Okay, I'm I'm trying to say these these things in ways where I'm not putting people's names out there and stuff like that. Understandable. <clears throat> um let's see. So um the first family was broken, which like most families are. My thing about that is that you can be broken. You, but you, you could be a pastor and be transparent. Mm. 
Because the minute you put yourself on a pedestal, um, your congregation is going to put you on a pedestal. So when things start happening, that um, is not conducive to the entire congregation with your family, um, the walls start tumbling down. It's like blowing a horn at Jericho. Uh, you had people sleeping with people in the congregation. You had, um, you had people, um, on Facebook, um, cussing people out, um, I mean, putting up old text messages, what people said to them that was in the first family. So the, 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 so the body of Christ became the world. Yeah. Yep. It was even one point where my son was dragged into a, a situation. His his uh, his picture was on uh, somebody's page where he was calling um, the pastor's daughter all kind of sluts, whores, and all kind of stuff like that. But he had pictures of him, her, and my son. And I asked him to take uh, my son's picture down because he had nothing to do with what you what you guys had going on because she used to watch my son. Correct. Yeah. And um, he started calling me out my name. So, and I, I was probably wrong when I did this. I asked him nicely quite a few times, and he kept calling me out my name. So I said, I don't want to have to uh, let your business out in the open. And he said, B, you don't know nothing about me. So I had to let out some of his stuff. He was mentally ill. But he took my son's picture off Facebook. See, so... This is an outside question. So mm-hmm. would that be a way I said it's a it's a, a outside bonus question. So mm-hmm. in doing that, would that be putting on the full armor of God? Or would when you look the, at it as you did, Yeah, or would you look at it I, as you that took in the no flesh? Armor of God. Okay. That was all flesh. Okay. Because he, he wouldn't take my baby's picture down. I didn't I didn't put it on the armor of God. Okay. I just flat out told his business. And that was straight up up flesh. Okay. That was straight up flesh. Uh, when you put on the whole armor of God, uh, it wouldn't have came out like that. God does not cause confusion. Um, and he doesn't condemn people. Just wait for it to cool off, okay? When we put it in a bowl, okay, I'll put it in a the bowl then. Uh, 
and that night I didn't care about um nothing but confusion because what was gonna happen is my son my son's picture was gonna be off your page with all these people talking. Uh they don't need to see his face. Um they don't even need to know he associated with you, so I took matters into my own hands that night. Gotcha. Um so I ain't even gonna lie about that. I'm trying not to lie at all. Uh, there you go, baby. Uh, so that, that was all me. That was that didn't have nothing to do with God, and I ain't gonna lie. Hey, it is. Where did my cane go? Okay. Uh, so that's what I did that night. Um, uh, like I said, I ain't going to say I've been the best in the world. I tried to be the most honest, as honest as I could be, uh, without putting anybody, you know, out there or anything like that. Uh, because their business is not necessarily my business to tell, but uh, I leave names out of the experiences that I've had. Um, what else was there? And then, okay, after that situation, I found out that the girl, the whole thing was that she didn't want nobody to know she had sex with him. And uh, they got into it about something. And then she lied and told everybody that he raped her and she really, he really didn't. That young man killed himself a year later. He mm. got excommunicated from the church. He got excommunicated from every church in Kansas City after that. How old was he? Uh shoot. I think he was about twenty four, maybe twenty five. Do you think after that that um things were delegated in a different manner within the circle of that church community? Um no, I think everybody went on, went on as business as usual uh, because uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a facade that is kept up. Mm. Um, a lot in the churches. Um, and if you keep that facade and you keep all your um, your dirty laundry under the rug mm -hmm. and can't nobody see it, then you can keep your posture. You can keep your nose up and you can keep on walking. So as long I mean, as don't nobody it, call call people out within the body of Christ, things will keep continuing. Call people out? Yeah. Well, not so much call people out. Well, yeah, I'm going to say it that way. As long as no one calls anyone out in the body of Christ, things will continue to resume as it is. Okay. And, and granted. Okay. Let's say, for example, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about... Um, 
uh, if somebody's sleeping with somebody in the church, right? Mm-hmm. That um, they're supposed to, you know, they're supposed to deal with it. Then if it's not dealt with, then they call in a mediator, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, that's the problem. No, if if there's a, a bad apple in that church, that, that you know, somebody sleeping with somebody in the church, you're supposed to kick that person out, actually. Oh. Okay. I, yeah, I think it is. Let me look this up. Hold on a second. Because I don't want to get this wrong. Uh... See, they even talked about it back then. Sleeping church. No, that's Corinthians. I think it's Corinthians. And I would know you not that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her for two, saith he shall be one place. No, that's not it. Hold on. Let's say having sex with a, another church member. I have um heard of that. I'm listening. Oh, sorry. I was in thought. It was because of a a, a church. It was because of a church situation where there was a party that had divorced one marriage for the man in that marriage to now marry another person within the church. And I was like, that has to be first unethical. And then I was like, it has to be something in there that goes against this because first and mm-hmm. foremost, you know, y'all wouldn't allow me <laughs> to. There you go. There it is. I found it. Okay. I'm listening. Y'all wouldn't allow me to be with my person that I was living with because y'all considered it as shacking up, but mm-hmm. y'all openly allowed this okayable marriage like there's no way that you can condemn what i'm doing but okay this situation and i think that's where i had looked it up and found it as well but go ahead so it says uh corinthians five and one it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you 
of such a kind as is not so much as even named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Okay. Now, it is specifically talking about him having his father's wife. Mm -hmm. But it was fornication. And, and, and um, as you notice, it said it is reportedly common. It was reported commonly that there is fornication among you. So he was talking about that, but then he was also talking about uh, the boy, the, the son having his father's wife. Okay. See, that's the highlight so, right there. A lot of people would miss that highlighted moment right there. They will only look at the part where it says a lot of it was common that people was doing this. But nobody's mm -hmm. going to really put the real reason the son was having sex with his father's wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, this wasn't a sex with the father's wife type of situation. Uh, well, let me put this to you, face in my second church. The pastor, or the, I, I ain't gonna even say the pastor, the apostle and the bishop son has slept with most of the young women in the church. Say what, say what? Oh, wow. And that was before he got divorced. Oh, wow. And you call this the name of the Lord. How do, how do, okay, well, I'll say that for later. My thing is, is people were getting reprimanded for their sins. I mean, just getting chewed out about the stuff that they were doing, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, not one time did I see the sun slow down on his escapades. Mm. As a matter of fact, when I first got to the church, he gave me his number. Oh, okay, Keisha. Yeah. He gave me his number, which I never used. And I didn't even know how he had got my number because I never had texted. He gave me his number and told me, if you need anything, let me know. You know, but you don't really think about it. I would have assumed a woman would have came up to me first and foremost. That was my thought. That was right? my thought. I was going to say that. That was my thought. Uh, but okay, it's the pastor's son, okay. They used to do a missionary work and all that stuff like that, right? So, a few weeks go by, and um, me and Will, we really, really talking now and all that stuff like that, going together and stuff. And I take him to church with me one Sunday. The same pastor's son comes up to me after church. 
No, no, he didn't come after me after church. He said hi after church. But then I get a text message after church asking me, is that your boyfriend? And I said, why does it matter? Don't you have a whole wife? Exactly. And a whole daughter? And a whole daughter. There's a little baby at the time. Um, but that, that's when I knew I started watching a whole lot of stuff. And I'm starting to look at him and how close he is with all these women. Even though he got his wife, you know. Him and his wife, they were cute at church. They dressed alike, had the same clothes on all the time and all that stuff. You know? So she never addressed the situation of what he was doing? Because it was looked up on as ministry work. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Kind of answer my own question. Yep. So I left it alone. I just never recontacted him. I just said, what does it matter? But anyway... Fast forward back. When we done bought the church and everything. Uh, I started to learn that was another place that was looking at my money. Um, you know, I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. Mm -hmm. uh, I always make some money and then I pay my tithes. That's one thing I hated about paying tithes. Why do I have to put my name on it? If I ain't going to claim it on taxes, shouldn't even have to put my name on it. A monetary donation. Uh, God know what I put in. I know what I put in. You don't need to know because y'all start looking at the names of who paying what. Mm -hmm. And then that's who's getting the attention. Uh, so that, that leads into the next question. What would be some of the things... That you would want to change as being a pastor. All right. So I would change the fact that people put their names on their ties. Because I like I like the story about the woman that put the two mites in. And Jesus said she put more in than everybody in here. Because she put in out of need, not out of want. She came here and put them two mites in there because she needed a blessing. She needed something from God. I can want a lot of things. But is it what I need? Hmm. I want stuff all the time. And a lot of times I get stuff that I want. If I'm working, right? Right. I mean, that's I what I'm working for. Really? Do I really need them? Do I really need them? Am I doing this stuff the right way? Am I seeing what God really wants me to see? Or am I walking around 
just doing what I want and saying God is blessing me. You feel me? I feel you. I was going to say that that's another one of those moments where people look to see what they can receive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I mean, I used to see people um, in church that be sitting there and, um, you know, uh, my, my last church, the pastor would, uh, they'd be, we'd be uh, up there doing praise and worship and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'd start walking around, doing her little dance that she do, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, you look at people and they be looking for her to say something to them. Mm. Um, and then people, people will bless her. I think a lot of times just to get a word. You ain't never seen that before. I, I, I can't recall, but you got my eyes and ears open. Okay. All right. I'll give you an example. Well, we went to see Juanita Bynum, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, second night that she was there in Kansas City, Kansas, you had a whole line of people that got in line, and she told them, she said, um, if your spirit is dead, don't come up here because... When you touch people as a prophet and their spirit is dead, it takes a toll on you. Mm. Right? So everybody in that line was looking for her to say something to them. Right? Mm-hmm. Two weeks. This is when I was still at my first church. Two weeks before they thought my mother was going to die the second time. The second night, and she 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 said this. She said, "I hear the Lord saying there's five people that need to pay a certain amount because there is uh, something that's gonna happen in your life that you need this prayer, this special prayer for. This money is not going to me; it's going to this church. Y'all see that in a in a basketball gym." Which the church was at a basketball gym. Mm. And they got one ain't invited them to come. She had she said the Lord told her to pay her own way. Mm. She was not gonna have that church pay her way. And she did. Right? Right. So um I thought it was gonna be my pastor. That was there at the time because she said Juanita Bottom was her spiritual mother. Iron sharpens iron. Hmm. Do you know when Juanita Bottom said that? She got up and started walking out. 
Say what? You remember how she used to walk. She got up and got out of there quick. You remember how she used to walk? Hold up. Hold up. She was hold ready to go. up. Hold up. So, I, I, love, I love how he always referenced and circled things back. That's how you know. You know when you know. Mm-hmm. So, because you didn't want to be called out on your flesh, you was ready to go. And you know how she used to walk when she was ready to go? That little waddle, fast step? Yeah, be mm. gone quick. She walked right on up out of there. Once everybody started getting in that line, she just started going. Why would you not want to go up there and get healed? I'm, I'm starting to realize... People really don't want to fix their mess. Mm -hmm. They would rather use it, one, as a crutch, two, mm -hmm. as a woe is me. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, this is what happened. Let me try to get people to feel sorry for me type of syndic. And for three, because they realize once that door is open, you cannot close it back. Yep. But I think it was the amount, too, that she asked for. Uh, I think it was the amount that she asked for, too. See what I'm saying? Because you know that, that mug was tight-fisted. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to comment on that one. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. Well, no, I'm lying. I am going to comment on it. That goes to show you where your coins was. You forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, ever. always mm -hmm. got your hand out, but mm -hmm. never want to drop mm -hmm. in. Yep. So, uh, even her daughter said she thought that... Uh, she would have been the first up there. up there. Yeah, she would have been the first one up there. So... I told somebody to go up there for me because I didn't want nobody to see me grab the envelope because I, I felt it in my spirit that I needed to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And boy, when I grabbed that envelope, I almost went down to my knees. Ooh. I almost went down to my knees. That's how I knew it was the Lord telling me to do it. It wasn't me and my flesh. Um, and that's how I try to move. I tell like I tell my sister a lot of times too, because she'll she'll bring a friend over or something like that. And uh she'll be like, Ronnie, can you pray for my friend? I'll be like, Tyrande. Um I only pray for who God tells me to pray for. I said, I don't, uh, I, I can pray for them. You know, I'm not going to lay hands on them or touch them and do that with them. You know, I can pray for them in my prayers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I said, you got to understand the spirituality thing is very serious. And you it's very sensitive. It's very sensitive. It's a very sensitive situation. 
I said she could end up dealing with the problems that I got. And a lot of people really do not take that into accountability. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think not answering your question, mm-hmm. not answering my question for you, I think as a minister of your caliber, I think that will be another thing that you would change within the church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, because people used to get mad at me. I would change. I would, okay. Let's go. Let's go back to that question. Changing stuff in the church. One. People used to get mad at me because I would not preach in the pulpit. I didn't feel... Especially after I, while I was married, um, because I did it as a humble thing, first and foremost, humbling myself, because I look at the pulpit as the holies of holies, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus, I mean, not Jesus, Moses told uh, Aaron, after his son died, not to have nothing in his heart, right? And was still dealing with the, the fact that his son died, right? So he was supposed to be going to pray for the people, right? Take their blessings, you know, their doves and all that stuff like that. But he didn't go in there. So Moses got mad at him. He asked him, he said, why you didn't do it? He said, you told me not to have no, uh, you know, nothing in my heart he was like i couldn't pray for these people pretty much he's like i couldn't pray for these people with something in my heart but back in the gap when the priest went into the holies of holies they had the bells around their robes mm. and they had that rope around their ankle the bells was to know that they was moving around they were still alive their heart was pure when they went up in there right once the bells stopped ringing, guess what? They knew they, they were going before the Holy Spirit. Now they knew they were not uh, no longer. Woo! Woo! What happened? What happened to uh uh? What's them two uh that went before Peter? And he asked them, did they sell their property and did they give all the money? And they died. Pillar right of smoke. Real quick, real quick. Before the Holy Spirit, huh? I said pillar of salt real quick, real quick. No, no, they weren't a pillar of salt. No, I'm no, not not that. I'm talking about just I was just in reference to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like you turn into a pillar of salt real quick, real quick. Yeah. So, if 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 the pulpit is a representation, because that's where that's where the pastors preach at, right? Mm-hmm. If that's a representation of the Holy Spirit, the holies of holies, I mean, that means the Holy Spirit is right there. Why would I walk up on that pulpit? You tell me. The fear of God, right. the fear of God is, 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 is what it is. You have the fear of God that it is a known possible fact that it could happen. These people, that's the difference between you walking with 
and those people that are not. Because there is no way I myself, knowing what I know, will be so comfortably to walk up there and not be convicted. Not feel like he going to take me out right then and there. Because it's been ministers. Woo! It's been ministers who died in the church. You can see the fire behind them. You can just see the fire sitting right behind. I mean, I know it's uh in the spiritual realm, but you can see fire right behind it. And I'd be like, you sure you should be saying what you're saying? <laughs> For real, like how do you not be afraid that as soon as you leave these words out your mouth, you could drop dead right there. You could walk outside, get in a car accident. You could choke on your food, like... You yeah, don't yeah. have that fear. That's how you know you walking oh, with you the devil and not with God. Come on now. Oh, okay. I got you. All right, then. All right, buddy. Bruh, got you, bruh. Boom. Now, that I would change. I would tell each pastor, until God anoints you, it ordains you to do this. Any word you have to say in this church, you're going to say down here, not in the pulpit. Because you're desecrating it. I will change that. Um, uh, I would, um, I would sit down with everybody and go over their sermon with them because mm. I would want to know if it's going to be theatrics mm. or are we learning the word? See, I wasn't a... Hold on. Oh, man. All right, see, every time I preached, I wasn't one of those who got all those people standing up and stuff like that and yelling and screaming. Ooh. My preaching, what I did notice was everybody had their head down writing. Um, They had their notepads out. Because I, when I preach, I go into the scripture that God gives me first and foremost. And then I break down the words and get the definitions of the words. Because I want to get to the depth of what he's actually saying. Mm -hmm. um, like there was this one sermon I did about... Um, the sycamine tree and the mulberry tree, right? Uh-huh. So the fruit from a mulberry tree, and, and a lot of people get this confused. The only time the sycamine tree is um, mentioned is in the King James Bible. Uh, and they look like the same tree. So in a lot of versions, all you hear is mulberry tree. But in Luke, when he's talking about um, 
when uh Peter is talking about uh uh you know he's asking him about um how many times do we forgive him 70 times 70 and then he was like well lord give us more faith right mm -hmm. give me more faith give us more faith and he said if you had the faith of a mustard seed you would be able to tell this sycamine tree now this is specific there's a specific reason that christ said sycamine tree okay you would tell it to be uprooted and cast out, right? Right. Okay, so a sycamine tree is a fruit tree, and a mulberry tree is a fruit tree, okay? Now, we all know that they had rich lands back then and poor lands, right? Right. Sycamine tree bared a sour fruit. And this sour fruit was uh pollinated by wasps you didn't get what i'm saying no break it down okay so wasps you know they're they're like bees wasps are bees but they are them big bees that can actually sting you and kill you and all that stuff like that if you get too many stings from they're poisonous the wasp are. So the tree is being covered by it's this. It's pollinated by wasp. You know how bees do the pollination? Yeah, so the yeah, 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 yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. So that specific tree is pollinated by wasp. The mulberry tree, and not now, let me, let me finish on the sycamine tree. The sycamine tree itself is in the poor areas okay okay because as i was hearing you say that i was thinking mulberry sweet yeah. rich honey growth trees yes um it's always reproducing areas. because with with the the wasp creating honey creating pollen creating a everlasting flow of nutrients mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope, two different trees. No, not the sycamine or the uh the, the mulberry. Sycamine. Yeah, the the wasp don't pollinate the mulberry tree. It pollinates the sycamine tree. Yeah. Wow. Just specifically, the sycamine tree. Wasp do. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So of course the mulberry tree is sweet. Now only the rich people could afford the fruit from the mulberry tree. The poor people could afford the, the fruit from the uh, sycamine tree, okay? Now, here's the thing about a sycamine tree, right? The fruit is so sour that they can't eat it in one sitting. They have to take a little bit of it, eat it, and then put it off to the side. Take a little bit, eat it, put it off to the side. And that's why I'm, I, I was at the confusion because I'm here, I'm thinking sweet but all i'm hearing in the spirit is bitter but i'm like i'm i'm that i'm like well if the wasp is creating but but if it's stinging you to get to it then it it's is, it is pollinating it with its stinger yeah it's like it's pollinating it with its yes. poison yes. so that can't be good but the first thing you think of when you hear bees wasps you're thinking sweetness you're thinking 
reproduce. But then when you really dig down into the root of it and really think about it, no, this is not the bees. This is the wasp. Wasp. Yes. That's poison. That's painful. That's hurt. That's, I don't want to be around it. Yeah. Okay, now, now I'm going to take you even further on, right? So you got the sycamine tree fruit, right? Now, what Jesus was talking about, he said you will be able to tell this sycamine tree to be uprooted and cast out, right? Mm. Because he's asking him about forgiveness, which goes with bitterness, right? Okay. Because you get bitter with a person who keep on doing something to you. Keep stinging you. Just keep stinging you. (laughs) How many times am I supposed to forgive my brother if he offends me? Mm. Right? Right. So bitterness and forgiveness is what Jesus is talking about. Now, let's look at this bitter fruit. This bitter fruit that people can't eat. They can eat in little pieces, little segments, right? Now let's look how bitterness works in the heart. Bitterness and forgiveness work. Bitterness and unforgiveness works in the heart. You take a little bit and then you say, oh, you know, okay, I forgive you. Then they come back. But when they do something else to you, what happens? You remember Mm -hmm. what they did, right? Mm -hmm. Now let's go back to the sycamine tree. Uh, Now something done rooted in your heart right mm-hmm. something's rooted in there because if that same person do it again you remember what they did before so now that thing get bigger right mm-hmm. okay now let's go back to the sycamine tree do you know that uh a lot of trees most trees if you cut them down right even if you leave the stump there the tree don't grow back right right okay do you know that the sycamine tree if you cut it down and leave the stump there, it's going to grow back. Hmm. You know why that is? Why? Because the sycamine tree is fed and watered deep under the ground. There's an underground water river that runs under uh, most of them. Well, all of them, actually. And it keeps feeding it. So it just grows right back. So it's deep-rooted. Uh-huh. So it's deep-rooted like a weed. It's deep-rooted. Now, let's go back to bitterness and unforgiveness. What happens with that? You can say, they say sorry, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, right? They said sorry, so you didn't cut it down. But you left the stump. Because you didn't get to the root of it. You still thinking about it. You you didn't explain why they were sorry. You didn't ask questions. You didn't really tell Mm -hmm. them how you feel. You just kind of left it there. Yeah. But every time they they come around, you really never forgive them because you're still irritated. Mm -hmm. Do you know sycamine trees, their branches and stuff are so strong that if something is in the way of it, that it will push through there and crush that thing? Hmm. Bitterness and unforgiveness. It will crush every bit of love you got in your heart. Just punch right through that thing, right? If you leave it there, if you don't get to the root of it. 
You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I mean, Jesus went deep with that whole thing, bro. And then, then, cold thing about it, you dead on the inside, right? If you let that bitterness and unforgiveness just sit up in you, mm -hmm. right? You dead on the inside, right? Guess what they used to make the caskets out of back then? Don't say it's a sycamine tree. Sycamine bark. Wow. I mean, he went, man, he went off on there and didn't nobody even know it. See, and a lot of people would also confuse the sycamine with the sycamore. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Them are two different trees. Yeah. The only place it says sycamine tree is in that chapter. Now you tell me why it specifically says sycamine. Oh, break it down. It's sick I to the mind. <laughs> I looked it up. That's the only place it talks about a sycamine tree at. Everywhere else it says either sycamore or mulberry tree. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> So, you tell me why God didn't send me to that specific one and me do all that research on that one. I didn't even know what I was looking for. Hmm. I mean, he had me. I mean, I think I was uh, studying for like two weeks. Mm. And I mean, I got so much revelation. Out of that, I was like, wow. I mean, he was taking me all over the place. Go ahead, go ahead. Look here, look here. I was like, what? Crazy. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. Yeah, Jesus is a cold dude. I'm telling you that right now. Cold blooded. He cold blooded. Okay. And if you Google uh, the reference, everything that you're stating, huh? it is going to be there. You said what? And if you Google the reference, everything you say will be there. Because uh -huh. I looked it up and it specifically say that the tree wood was preferred for building caskets and coffin. Mm -hmm. It grew quickly in many different places. It was so easy mm -hmm. and accessible. It grew best in dry mm -hmm. conditions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just as the sycamine tree grows quickly, so does bitterness and unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Yep. That's the only part I forgot about how quickly it uh, grows, yeah. And you but, see yeah. it all over, but you just don't really pay attention. But when you see the tree, you go, that is a spooky, scary, ugly tree. And you keep uh -huh. moving after that. And 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 the roots, it it, it you know, most trees, on, most trees that when you see it grow, you just see the tree grow. 
But when mm-hmm. you come to a sycamore tree, you always see the roots waving through the ground. You mm-hmm. always see, you'll trip over if you don't pay attention. Busting out, busting out. All through the ground. Mm-hmm. Busting out. And no matter how many times it fall off, it moves different, it breaks, it's always going to grow back. Most trees, like yep. you say, once you cut mm-hmm. the root, it'll just keep growing up. But these trees, if it start limbering to one side, it's going to start growing in that direction. It don't just fall off. Yep. Yep. Because you laying all on my legs. Uh, what are the what are the difficulties of being in service and out of service? Meaning, um, do the people see you as human beings once you step out of service? Well, meaning like once you get through being a minister, do people see you as just you or they still see you as a man or woman of God? Uh, it depends on the person. Um, because um, if you don't tell anybody, they really won't know unless they're really listening to your conversation because a lot of times your conversation does not measure up drift away from God. Mm. Um, your, um, all those, um, problems you learn to solve through Christ. You're, you're helping other people do it too. Um, but it really depends on the person. I mean, but I've never, I've, I've always been the type of person don't, you know, I, I never wanted to be called pastor or nothing like that. Um, uh, I have a friend right now. I just told her, you know, don't look at her like that. She, she met, we met through work and I told her, just talk to me freely. I mean, I am who I am. I'll tell you if, if it's too much for my ears and, you know, we can back down on that. But then how would I be, um, how would I be able to counsel anybody if I told them to back down on that? Hmm. Cause, be oh, God look said, at you in reference. Because until you can get to the root of whatever they dealing with, ooh, look at you. And so you can get to the, which, it literally just flow from your last question into this one. If a person can come as they are, mm-hmm. you are unable to get to the sick of mind of mm-hmm. their issues to, to, to yeah. uproot it. Mm-hmm. If you just only bringing me the surface issue. But I think that also comes from people, you have to be, okay, let me try to figure out a word. You have to also be mindful of people being afraid. I think most ministers have to understand that because you don't want to reveal too much of yourself because if you do, you don't know if these are true men and women of God or not, if they're going to use it against you in the long run, which we both know it can happen. So it's hard for people to come to the body of Christ because 
especially when you're a baby. When you're a baby in the church and you don't really know the rights and wrongs, you are easily led and easily broken. So okay. it it, it Let does tell you something about that. I'm tell you something about that. Most of the people that's coming into the body of Christ right now are adults. They lived life. Okay? They have gone through ups and downs, trials and tribulations. And yes, they are babies in Christ, right? Right. We should be feeding them milk when it comes to spirituality. Not trying to shelter them from what's real. Okay, me, how people always continue to talk to me Mm -hmm. is because I give them an example. I tell them about my life and what I went through. My walk. So many people try to keep so much away. That's what I talk about being transparent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it seem like you just go, I, I was yeah. always like this, or uh, it's yeah. going to just change overnight. Like, be yeah. real. Be honest yeah. with them. We're Tell them it's going to be some hard times where you really want to give up because you looking like, what is the point? Be real. <laughs> Oh, if you just tell him the word, it's just going to be all right. You're going to be okay. No, 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 you're not. Yeah. But it will get better. Babies in the spirit, they don't know what demons they're working through. You see what I'm saying? They don't know what they're going to be fighting against. It's layers. They don't know how to do that. It's one thing. You know what I'm saying? These are one thing that you think... Oh, okay, well, I'm going to come to this. And once you open this door, you like, well, dang, I didn't know I had all this baggage back here, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just really only came for you for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like I said, if you if we stop looking at them as babies, period, like we would thought of when we were at the first church. Like we had no common sense. Yeah. See, they look at it as baby in the wrong context spiritually we are babies in christ spiritually because we're new but we are still grown people who have passed we've actually lived lives that's heavy so you can't think of them as babies period you have to be able to separate it Your whole life, like you said, your whole life ain't going to be changed in one day. It's going to take a walk. That's why he said, I walk with you. Actually, he carrying you. Um, there you go. There you go. Them, them, one, them one set of footsteps you saw, that was me carrying you. I didn't leave you. Why you think you didn't, uh, this thing didn't ruin you? Why you think this thing didn't cripple you? Why you think you came out and you still lived it? You still got your... If anything, you look look even better than you did before. 
See, it's it's a lot of stuff that's been taught that's been backwards. And the first step, the first thing that everybody needs to be doing is trying to love each other. That's the first thing. First and foremost. Learn how to, and then this is another thing that gets me. Don't expect one person to do the things that you would do. Speak on that. Speak on that. That alone. Nobody that is alone. Be able to do the same things that I do. You know why? Because I am a particular person. He knows every hair on my head. He made me specifically the way he made me. I remember I had to tell I had to tell the minister that. Your walk and my walk are two different things. Which you may have came out in two days might take me five years. And some stuff that I might have got in 30 minutes, it might take you three years. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm any less or any more. Some people's level of understanding is on different levels. People don't understand the depth of this statement. One body, many members. That means everything is different. Do my, does my uh, index finger look like my middle finger? Not at all. Uh, what? Really? It's like. I have a leg. That's probably shorter than the other one. Oh, really? One eye. I got one eye that's slanted a little bit further than the other one. But I got two eyes. See, and it's, it's crazy because when you're in school, it's the same concept. Some math questions, if that was the case, they wouldn't have advanced classes. They wouldn't have mm-hmm. remedial classes and they wouldn't have... uh. I ain't going to say that word. If we all were taught on the same level, they wouldn't take you out of class and put you in another class if you got it or didn't get it. We would all just be sitting there. They wouldn't have special ed classes. I'm just saying. I didn't want to say it. Sorry. Thanks. Well, my son is in special education, so I don't care. He's autistic, so... it, 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 it... But it's the level that he learning at, and he doing good at it. And the sad thing about it, he might be more advanced than people sitting in an advanced class because he probably mm-hmm. gets certain things that uh, say sign language. He might mm-hmm. pick up sign language way faster than I would, and he's in special ed, and I'm not. Yeah. But an idiot. He got his own language. But a plain. But he got his own language. You see what I'm saying? And a plain idiot will look at me as maybe you need to be in special ed. Maybe his brain wave on the left side or right side is just better than mine's on that side. Mm hmm. See, well, okay, here's the thing. Special education means special education, just what it is. Doesn't mean you slow, that means you learn different. That's it, that's all. And we was taught that. Connect. I, I, I literally had to argue with a teacher now. Kinetic energy 
sight, mm -hmm. touch. Maybe some people have to do all three in order to comprehend it. Mm -hmm. We are all, as you say, we are all different body parts. It's just, it, it, it cannot be looked at any different. And I don't understand mm -hmm. why they don't grasp that in the spirit realm, in the flesh, in the war. Just at the end of the day, we are, if that was the case, we will all be doing the same exact thing at the same exact exactly. time. If, if, if that was the case, as I was saying just the other day, men and women would be looked at very much equally. But we cannot. Mm -hmm. But we are not. It make they make it so much harder than it needs to be. Thank you. Thank you very much for saying that. Because I be thinking I'm slow. <laughs> for real. Like, wait a minute. And and I, you know what? Thank you, Holy Ghost. That is one of the biggest reasons why we cannot. Be as one. Because people mm -hmm. do not want to accept the fact that we are different but still the same. It, mm -hmm. it, it just, it goes so deep that if you say something, I say something, she say something. We are saying the same things. We just saying it in different, in different ways. ways. It doesn't That's make me. You see what I'm saying? I'm listening to everything that everybody's saying and I'm picking up the pieces from everything. Oh, you're not right. Ha, ha, wait, maybe she is right. If we all witness the same movies, you going to take something out of the movie. I'm going to take something out of the movie. And she's going to take something out of the movie. It's not like we didn't watch the same movie. It's just parts yeah. in there that we just remembered. Yeah. And, and, and then that's another thing, too. That uh, gives me sometimes. Uh, I would change that. In church. Uh, when somebody preach, the head pastor, I would take away them elaborating. Oh, Lord, please, yes. On what was just said. I totally God gave it to agree. That person, and it was meant to be delivered that way. Now, if the message was not for you, or if it wasn't for everybody, hush your mouth. For one person, hush your mouth. Even if it was just for her. Hello. I love it. I love it. I swear that is one of the one of the biggest pet peeves I have when the minister come in and the flow is amazing. The spirit is there. Ooh, we could just go home after this. Somebody. Mm-hmm. Always want to come in the end and say, wada, wada, wada. Now, you just took away absolutely every anointing, every flow of the Holy Ghost that just went through. Because now I done forgot everything that he was just talking about because I wanted to get in the car and keep basking on it. Now I'm listening to the last thing you said. Yeah. And you wasn't in the spirit because God didn't give you the... Uh, At all. Message. At all. And, and and you can tell the ministers that do that. And it bot when I say it bothers my soul, because it's one of them things where this person just got this enormous praise. 
The, the spirit was in the room. Everything was great. And here come this fleshly being wanting to get some of it. Want to put that cup underneath it. Want to catch the flow. Yeah. Why I you got to be seeing her to notice? Yeah. Why you got to be seeing her to notice? Why you just can't just allow the glory to be there and just leave it there? Yeah. And see, that's, that's, oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Do you know, it talks about in the Bible that uh, Paul and them used to preach for like eight hours. People fall asleep, they have to go uh, bring them back to life. If that's what the Holy Spirit gave them, that's what he gave them. Whether it was born uh, or whether juices was flowing. Um, everything don't have to be uh hooping and hollering all the time. Everything don't have to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Blah, blah, blah. No, but some people just want to sit down and actually write down what the uh, person is saying because they want to learn and they want to go back home and they want to study exactly what they said because they want to see it in the book for themselves. You see what I'm saying? You know, they want to regurgitate so all of it. Huh? They want to regurgitate all of it. Yeah. So they want to make sure. So they're going to go study the same thing that you just studied. And they're going to look at the same words you just looked at. And they're going to be like, oh, aha. They have their own aha moments. Uh -huh. Their own revelation moments. Everything ain't meant to be delivered how you deliver it. They used to get mad at me because mommy... To them, my sermons was dry. But, but it I was know, straight to I the point. Have. It was, and, and that's beautiful that you said that. You were and preaching for those who will understand you. Yeah. That person was preaching for those who will understand them. The next mm -hmm. person was preaching for the next person for them to understand them. And it could have mm -hmm. just specifically for those people. Mm -hmm. I didn't come to preach for the whole church. I came to mm -hmm. preach for those people who would get it. I had this one uh, friend. That's why I used to love him so much. He'd be like, Sharon, are you preaching today? And I'd be like, yeah. And he'd be like, oh, let me go get my book. Let me go get my uh, notepad. And with the first time he said it to me, I was like, why you why you say you need to go get your notepad? He said, because every time you preach, I get a word and, and you you go in depth on the definitions and uh, I just love it. You don't hoop and holler? And I can get the whole thing. I can understand the whole thing. So you yeah, let me go get my notepad. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in the study mode, girl. It's excited, excited yeah. for the word, and it ain't no yeah. hooping, hollering, and yelling, and singing. It. And uh, it's straight mm -hmm. word. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ooh, I and, and I am one of those people. I go to those mm -hmm. churches. I don't need all that. And uh, and then you hear the drums in the background. And not no, 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 no. Let's yeah, just could, get. They could play the drums on my sermon. Please, let's just get straight to it. You might have a few yeah. demonstrations they in there, find but where to hit the drums at? If I, I was mm -mm, They wouldn't know. They they wouldn't know. And see, and a lot of people don't realize. Some people need that, but for others, mm -hmm. it's a distraction. Yep. There you go. There you go. 
And if, yeah, and, if and if you gotta be hyped up to hear the word, then that's a whole problem within itself. You don't get mm-hmm. hyped up when you in class, child. You gotta walk in there at six o'clock in the morning, mad in the mug that you gotta yeah. be in math class for your first class and your brain ain't woke yet. Mm-hmm. That part right there. But you got that the part lesson. Right there. You you got the understanding of it. So you don't need all the extra accolades and Entertainment. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now. I get more excited studying, man. And then I love how in the little, the middle margin where they have the reference. Um, because I used to use the study Bible, right? Yeah. But um, I kind of felt like a lot of them um started going off into their own words and stuff. And it, it was uh, start confusing me, right? I stopped using the study Bible, and I started using the regular King King James version, right? Mm-hmm. So you know those middle margins where they show you the reference passage, mm-hmm. and um, I started learning about how um, if you if you in the New Testament and you're reading something. And you go to that reference passage and you go back, it takes you back normally to um, uh, the Old Testament, right? Yeah. And then you start looking at those words. And then, I mean, you end up with about five pages, you know, by the time I end up, uh, by the time I end up finishing with uh, my study. But you have an understanding. pages of definitions and. Yeah, but you have an understanding from the north, south, east, and west of where it was coming from. Yeah. It ain't just up in the air conversation. Yeah, and it helps me because, you know, of my concussions and stuff, my past concussions. I can go and fill the definition in where that word is, and I get a better understanding of what that whole passage is saying. Another thing that I... like I, that because my learning is different. It's different from everybody else's. So when I when I go and I preach, I be sitting up there and uh I will read the scripture first, right? Mm-hmm. And then I go in and dissect the scripture step by step and put them words up in there. Have you Take noticed the first uh, uh have you noticed that they don't do that anymore? Yeah, I'm starting to notice that too. Just like I noticed that the red wording of when Jesus spoke is no longer in there any either. What? Oh, the red. Well, I got that on my uh my holy Bible. Uh, well, I got it in my King James Bible. That's the only place you're gonna find it. The original. Well, not yeah, the original. I don't, original. I don't like that message Bible. Yeah, me neither. I, people people uh, say the message Bible. No, I, nah, what I, I don't. do is have my notes right here. That's my message Bible. It's the definitions of the words that I don't know the meaning of, right? Or the words that I'm like, okay, well, why would he put this specific word right here? Let me go and see the see, seek the true meaning of this word. Because there's a lot of words we see and we just like, okay, I know what the meaning of it is. 
But if you actually go on a dictionary and look up some of these words, mm-hmm. it's a deeper meaning to the word. It depri- and it tells you so the location. The, uh, the sycamine tree. Yeah, it'll tell you the location of where it comes from. Greek, Latin, yeah. Hebrew. Yeah. It yeah. would tell you specifically yeah. what it means. Yeah. So, um, that, that, um, but that, that one, that specific sermon right there, and, um, I think I had them there, I didn't have them, I had them there for probably about an hour. Uh, but they was all, they was writing and scribbling and everything, and they was like, what? Because that's, that's what? really where a lot of stuff, that is, Especially in the African American community, the the the, uh-huh. the black African, I don't like to say African American, yeah. the black American community, it is so yeah. much deep rooted family okay. issues that family nobody room. wants yeah. to talk about and address, and they want to mm-hmm. keep sweeping it under the rug and wonder why you can't get free of these things. Yeah, and, it's rooted in bitterness and unforgiveness. And 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 it's funny because something just popped in my head, and I was like, "Lord, where that came from?" This is the second or third time I've I've, I've heard him. So I guess it was with it's with you. I need to because you are one of these teachers. If you notice, whenever people do the DNA ancestry thing, which was funny yeah. when he brought it to my attention, I kind of really chuckled hard about it because mm-hmm. you know me, I've always thought of. Mexicans, Native Americans, boom. Same thing, same thing. Um, why when they do the ancestry, nobody is ever rooted right back to America? Because um, everybody immigrated to America. So nobody was sleeping with the Indians? Nobody was sleeping with the Mayans? The pot shoes? No, no, nobody. They probably killed all their asses off. So then, how do we we call certain people now Native Americans? They were native probably because they were the first ones here or discovered here. They were the natives. So why none of our roots is rooted back here? Because even them, they came over to Bering Strait. See what I'm saying? They came over to Bering Strait themselves. So they just colonized here. This place was probably empty when they got here. Woo! There you go. There you go. I'm saying? Cause I had this, we had this conversation earlier with somebody about mm-hmm. a lot of things roots from Africa and Asia. Mm-hmm. Every time you discuss something that's in past and present, it's still mm-hmm. Africa and Asia. Mm-hmm. We don't hear nothing too much about North America. Mm-mm. That's why they call it the New World. Scoot over, Willie Jones. Come on, baby. Come on. That hurts. That hurts, mommy. So if you bring it back biblically, as mm-hmm. we say, everybody in questioning where Jesus comes from, mm. 
Who said Jesus came from America? Child, them white folks, you know, they always want. European yeah. Americans. You know, the European Americans. Who said Jesus came from America? Child, you I see I ain't even going to call it America. I'm calling it America. <laughs> you know, them European American always got, you know, that nice little European American picture hanging up in their locations. You can't give him that color. Uh, yeah, you can't. I mean, he looked more like Tiger Woods before he looked like... Uh, and what is Tiger Woods? He is African and Asian. <laughs> That's what she said. Tiger Woodrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That, that was somebody just moving my mouth because I, 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 I don't even think, think. I don't even know why I thought about Tiger. I Woods. said that earlier today. When I say the Holy Spirit has been encircling the same thing all day today, I literally said he has to be in the middle of Africa and Asia. And that's the Middle Eastern. Well, he made it to Egypt. You got to think about that. They went to Egypt uh, for the census. Uh, Bethlehem. Uh, um, Nazareth. He's a Nazarene. That's in Africa. That's in Africa. Uh, they don't want to admit it, but God, Lee, come on now. Let's give it up. That's for real. Just, come on. I'm going to tell you right now. Even white people now that go to Africa and stuff like that, they hear it don't come out looking like that when they come back. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. saying. That's all I'm saying. And my last question is, this has been a very, 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 very good speech. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> um, we all know. Um, Have you ever been bribed? Have I ever been bribed? In the church community. What do you mean? Bribed like... I'm trying to, I'm kind of confused. Uh, monetary gifts for hush money. Um, like I say, you've seen things in the church that you wanted to speak out and it's kind of, have you ever had, you know, come do this sermon and I'll pay you X amount of dollars if you do this type of sermon? Um, no, 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 nothing like that, nothing like that. Um, oh my! And, and I've had a situation, and it kind of felt like I didn't have a choice but to go along with it. That that type of bribery. Um. Okay, there is one particular person that I think God led her to help me out of my homosexuality, but she was supposed to be a seasonal person and tried to make herself uh, um, a lifetime person in my life, right? Mm -hmm. 
but she didn't get the credit for helping me with everything that I went through coming out of uh, my homosexuality. And we would go to churches and uh, the pastor would tell people that she brought me out of homosexuality. Hmm. Um, and but she would do it while she was on the pool pit. So who gonna stand up and be like, You lying? <laughs> you ain't do nothing. Oh. All you did was my whole um my sit down counseling. That's a number six. And we I mean, that you know, who really helped me out of it, the person that really helped me through it, I should say. Through that time, did not get the credit she was due for that. I think that hurt her too. I think she was really hurt by that. Mm. Uh, by uh, you know who. And um, I think that's why she clung, clung so much to me afterwards. Um. But um, I'm the type of person, I don't like to feel obligated. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't like to feel obligated to anybody. That's why I never ask anybody for anything. Uh, Because people will try to make you feel like you're obligated to do things or Mm -hmm. be around um, different things like that. So that's why I never really fully attached myself to that person that helped me. That's kind of weird. No. No. What? What? Uh, because the memories, the mm-hmm. the attachment, I think, is the memories. Not so the much. Attachment is the memories. Yeah, not so much of wanting to still be around that person. Mm-hmm. I think the memories were good ones, since you know we don't really always have good memories yeah, of people. No, I have good memories. Yeah, but ooh, that. I didn't say I had the attachment issues. No, not you. But I said, yeah, like people don't, we like, if you really go and ask people, especially back Americans, about Mm -hmm. good memories, they don't really have that. Or a lot of times, I think a lot of people get attached to goodness. Because it's 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 rare that you find some people like you, like myself, with just purity. Mm -hmm. You just have a love for people. I mean, granted, you don't trust people, but you got a love for people to see them happy. And a lot of times, it can be misconstrued as you're you 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 have lesbian residue on you, or you're gay, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Versus you're just a kind-hearted person, and because you know how it felt. To be kicked, stomped, and put down. You don't want nobody else to feel that way. So you generate that to people and they get attached to you. And it's like, wait a minute now. (laughs) (laughs) 
we kicking it all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm a nice guy. No, <laughs> no. Can't do it. Uh, I like my uh, solitude. I like my space. I like my little corner in the corner. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all. Yeah, okay, go. Don't know how much I love my little corner. <laughs> and it's like now, now I don't know disrespect, but shush, 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 shush. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to be telling me what I need to be doing. I'm not a child. No, 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 no. No, we're not going there today. No. Because yeah, I, I fed you today, don't mean I gotta look for you tomorrow. I, I used to have to tell people that. <laughs> I had a mother, she raised me until I was 18. Before I met you, I went to whole college. Not not a whole college. I went to whole college. Um, I went to military. Um, I had life. I, I, I helped raise other people's kids. Yeah. I had kids and stuff. And then. Um, um, I was getting ready to buy a house before I gave my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Been yeah. working long time, long, long time. Been working since I was fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's that's why I say too. That's that's why I stress that we gotta remember that just because somebody's a baby in Christ, they're not a baby. They're a whole grown person. They're a baby in the spiritual realm. So don't treat them like they little kids. You don't mm -hmm. have to go check up on you. don't have to pop up at their house without announcing yourself. Thinking that something happened. See what I'm saying? Just crazy. But, but that it also... Well, yeah. Okay, well, I guess this is the last question then. Mm. What would you tell... A new or old member. If there was something that you could just tell them. In their walk. In their journey. Um, Come on. To look out for. To be uh -oh. aware of. To keep a hold of. What would you. What would you tell them? Okay. First and foremost. New members. Do not, and I mean, do not put your pastors on a pedestal. They are human just like you. They are chosen leaders. If they're chosen by God, they are chosen leaders. They are men after God's own heart. Okay? They have thorns in their side. Okay? They flesh want to do stuff too. So don't put them on pedestals. Because when you do, you'll be disappointed every time. Okay? Mm. Uh, old members. Stop looking at people crazy when they come into church. Uh, these people coming, this, this dang on church is supposed to be a hospital. <laughs> And y'all who been there longer, y'all should know. Y'all supposed to be the nurses helping people out. The pastor is the doctor. Some of y'all supposed to be doctors supposed by now. Supposed to be. But y'all supposed to be helping the pastor out. Y'all not supposed to be making more um, conflict and more trouble. More trouble. Um 
in the church. How you gonna tell somebody, uh, anytime you need me, baby, just come and call me, right? Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you sitting up there with uh uh Anna, and y'all like, did you see her shoes, girl? Ooh, girl. Ooh. Them shoes was ran over. She looked like she about to start walking in circles. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh. You can't be the one that's sitting up there, uh, old members, sticking your thing and everything you can see. Uh, new members, please. If it's the finest dude in the church, let it go. Let it go. And let God tell you that's the one for you. Don't come to church looking for no man. Come, the only man you need to be looking for is Jesus Christ. Yes, mama. So, uh, yeah, the only man you need to be looking for is Jesus Christ. That's it. And, oh, oh, new members. If you're single and ain't married, this is one thing they never taught us. Uh, Fine. I ain't gonna say fine. I'm gonna say, um, practice being single in Christ. Mm. Um, that's something, you know, you, you have people come to church and they promising you a husband and a wife and all that stuff like that. Uh, who cares about that right now? You trying to find Christ. You try to, not say first time you come to church. Uh, I'm gonna give you a hug. You you hey, actually I don't think that's Christ right there. That all you actually need the moments to free and clear yourself. Yeah, exactly. Before you try because to attach I'm yourself to somebody Christ else's and spirit. And I'm sitting up here worried about where my husband at. Cause now now that husband is your God, or that wife is your God. Who who does that? And you only come in because you're looking for that. So you really ain't looking for God. Yeah, because now you done got a promise already. I wouldn't even let nobody prophesy to no new um uh, parishioner unless God said so. Don't prophesy to the new people. If you uh especially if you telling them they about to have a uh husband or a wife. Now come on now. No, no, just don't don't prophesy to the new people. Don't do it. Hold on. It's almost like you selling God. Yeah. You're selling yep. promises. Yep. But you got them looking at something that they shouldn't even be looking at right now. All they need to do is they focus on themselves. Is, is getting saved. That's their main focus is getting saved. Um, too many people have fell off too soon because of stuff like that. We got married too quick. And uh, mm. it did it did too much. Um, or uh, talking about oh, you gonna get that job? Uh, what job? I applied for fifteen of them. <laughs> what job I'm gonna get? And my favorite favorite one that burns a hole in my soul. You know what God wants you to do. 
if, yeah, if, he want me to sit here and, and seek him out. That's what he want me to do. Seek him out. I needed you to tell me that. <laughs> I know that myself. Please find him. Uh, seek him out. Yeah. That's what God wants. Now, you, you got something real to tell me? That, that's, that's what I call them, uh, what the, them, um, Open-ended prophecies. Open-ended prophecies. You can interpret anything from that. Ooh. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh, don't get me started, man. <laughs> I had so many of those. One time, this man gonna tell me. I'm gonna tell you about this. Girl. This dude prophesied to me and my husband, right? Mm-hmm. Hold on. It was so funny to me because like what? Uh, right. That's what you thought. So we sitting up there. This is the day that uh actually uh uh Will had got burnt on his forehead with the cinnamon uh the cinnamon prayer uh oil. Huh? Yeah, he had a finger mark on his forehead for a long time. Mm-mm. A red finger mark. Yep. And then he going to tell me, I'm allergic to cinnamon. I said, well, you act like I'm the one that put the finger mark on your forehead. You should have told them you was allergic to cinnamon. Exactly. You could smell it when they put it on their hands. You could smell that it had cinnamon in it. But anyway, girl. So he was like, first of all, this is what I hate. If you were prophet, you should already knew that that was my husband. If God is really telling you to tell me something. Exactly. So he looks at me and he said, is this your husband and your son? I said, yes. So I'm already living. (laughs) You shouldn't have to ask me that. You should already know. He said, is this is your husband? Yeah. First mistake. Yeah. Then he goes say, I see you two with a van, and I see a lot of metal things. Uh, it looks like, uh, God's telling me it looks like it's catering stuff. So I think you guys are going to go into like a catering business, this, that, and the other. Can your husband even cook? My mind, right? You know the first thing that went through my mind. Please tell me. I said I don't even like to cook. And your husband came. I said in my brain, I don't even like to cook. So why would I do a catering business? God ain't never told me nothing about no catering business. Mm Mm-mm. I don't even like to cook at home. I do it because I have to. Mm-mm. I like watching, watching cooking shows and stuff like that. But that mean I, I want to go do it. I want to try a little stuff myself at home. You know, different stuff now. But uh, I don't I don't really enjoy cooking because it'd be too hot in the kitchen for me. I'd be sweating. I can't uh, get ready uh, for that. I think I'd be around some burners and stuff like that. Somebody in the they mind. I cannot get ready for that. And I bet he was serious, too. You said what? 
I said, I bet he was serious too, not serious. Yeah, he was, real he was serious. serious. He was real serious. He's, he's, he's a known uh, prophet on Facebook too. Oh, Lord. I ain't gonna say no names. Ooh. But yeah, he prophesied about a catering business. Mm -hmm. We ain't even together now. <laughs> we supposed to have a catering business. What are we gonna do? Cook up our mess? <laughs> no, we was together then, but uh No, I'm talking about now. What, I'm talking about now. What y'all supposed to do? Cook up y'all mess? Yeah, they right there. <laughs> that shit. We gonna saute it. <laughs> Put a little vinegar up and now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord. What are you going to do? Cook up our mess? God, stop it. Put some, put some preserves up in there that you done soaked in vinegar. Some allspice, please. Mm -hmm. A little paprika. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, he was so serious. So serious. Sometimes you just got to just... You just Sometimes you just got to chuckle. That's it, Look that's ready. all. Oh, girl, Sometimes you just got to chuckle. And I've been on a podcast right now. One um, one pastor uh, came to our church. Child. She tried to cast out a demon. <laughs> Mm, 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 uh, cast out a demon out of who? Mm. I tried to cast out a demon out of one of the girls at my second church. Mm. Now, I already don't have it. Anytime anybody pray for her, this will happen. And that's how we know it didn't work. By the time they finished, she was in her bra and her drawers. Say what? By the time she got tired or the demon got tired of laughing. Wow. She was in her bra and her drawers. Wow. She didn't even purge. But the lady proclaimed that the demon was gone. Why? Because she tired. <laughs> Child. That demon was gone. That girl was still fornicating. That demon did that because you proclaimed you was an arch apostle or something like that. So that's why that demon started showing out. So if okay. a minister, as they call them titly says, evangelist, apostle, preacher, so forth, bishop, so forth, and so forth, and so forth. Uh-huh. If they are not, if their hands are not clean and they go to pray over somebody like you just said, the lady that did, 
Do that demon also transfer into in, into them? It can. What they got on them can transfer off onto somebody else. Yes, it can. Oh wow! That's why I don't lay hands on people. So kind of like the movie Fallen with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. So that demon can now be attached to that pat. That is, that is, okay, okay. That is a scary sight, okay? Not only your words can fall mm-hmm. onto the people and you have the audacity as being a crooked minister, may or may not knowing this, that you can go to minister and lay hands on somebody saying you casting that demon and that demon can touch up on you if you're not powerful enough. So now you dealing with and their issues. What that person is dealing with if you not strong enough. You see what I'm saying? And then you what go and you go preach somewhere. Sorry. And you go preach somewhere else. That means not only were you dealing with, you done took whatever somebody else is dealing with to go fall on new flock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at this. Wow. That's why you have to be careful. That's why you have to be careful. Think about the holies of holies again. You have to be pure of heart before you go pray for the people. Wow. And when them priests was not pure and they went up in there, them bells stopped ringing. They dropped dead right there. How you going to pray for the people when you're not pure of heart? Wow. Yo, yo, that alone. Yeah. Paul said he would start out every prayer thanking God for the people. My God, my God. And then he would let the Holy Spirit lead him. That's why I say to my sister, I don't lay hands and pray for people unless God leads me to. Because then I know I'm pure heart. It has nothing to do with me. It's not my flesh. Can you imagine how many fleshly prayers have went out? Ooh, my God, my God. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Okay. And I think I told you this story. Remember I told you about the second time my mom yeah. They thought she was going to die, right? So the night before that prayer went out, where a uh, dude was talking about, he saw somebody popping pills, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was in my room by myself, and I was on my knees. And I was just sitting there. And yes, the Holy Spirit did come upon me. And I, And usually, I try not to pray in tongues unless the Holy Spirit leads me. Because otherwise, I'm just saying, I'm just doing whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. I allow it to come up on me. It don't come up on me all the time. I'll admit that. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the tongues. So, when um I was crying and everything, and it felt like my skin was on fire, like it was trying to get away from my bones or something. Right? And it was overwhelming. And then the whole room just turned into like a gold light. Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, 
the only thing I heard was, we got the victory. Mm, I mm. knew what I was praying for in my heart, in my mind, and in my spirit. So that's what I heard was, we got the victory. God don't talk to me in long sentences. I hear words, sometimes it's short phrases and stuff like that, but it don't be like no long the Lord told me that you was going to go to Bethlehem and you was going to go uh, see Ishmael. And Ishmael was going to give you 10 shoes. He may talk to me like that one day. But he know but attention he, span ain't that long for you to keep the time. Like, can you just get to the point, Lord? Come on. <laughs> I got a short attention span. <laughs> It'll be a mid-sentence and you just get up and walk off. <laughs> Why he still talking, right? <laughs> he like, he like this child right here. I already know. She ain't gonna remember nothing I said. So here we go. We just gonna give her a short sweet. We got the victory. And I already knew what he meant. That's it, that's all. We got the victory. So the next morning, that was a fleshly prayer because she was like, we going to sit up here and we going to pray for Sharani's mama. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, and he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, shh. That's what he told me. He said, shh. So I sat there and this is the first time I have realized that everybody in this 5 a.m. prayers sounding like when they speak in tongue. And I thought about sitting up there and I know this is God feeding this to me. Didn't the Bible say that when someone is speaking in tongues, it's only supposed to be one deliverer and one person confirming what they're saying? Why, yes, it does. What they're saying, Why, right? yes, it does. Huh? I said, why? Yes, it does. Okay. And then I, I'm sitting up there. I'm, I'm, mind you, I'm sitting up there. My eyes is wide open. Everybody eyes closed. They, no, 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 And hands going and stuff. You know how Willie J do his hands, you know, with the autism. I mean, hands doing like that, you know, you know who used to do that. And I'm sitting up there and I'm like, Lord, he said, shh. Just watch. So I'm like, I'm just sitting there. As Medea okay. say, watch. <laughs> and Wait. then that's when thank you, Lord. I'm not going to call him that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's when he pops up and says, I see somebody like they popping pills. And I said, my mama don't do it. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm And it could have very well be the person sitting right next to him, if not him. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, we was praying for my mama. That's what she said. Oh, we oh, oh. Mama. That mm -mm. was the statement before they went into their tongues. I said, I see somebody. How come you don't see the mess that you doing? But it's okay. It's yeah. all right. It's okay. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, girl, I, my whole flesh just went <laughs> out of the way. And I said, my mama don't do no drugs. 
Now you could say she was drinking, but she don't do no drugs. <laughs> I bet he felt kind of stupid on that note. He looked at everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Oh, but baby, when I left, ooh, that morning, oh the Lord, ooh, thank you, Jesus. Now that's the only time I'm gonna do that. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. But uh, when I left the uh, day before uh, I left, the day I I knew I was gonna leave. Uh, when she came up in my room, I was just sitting there. Do 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 do, putting on my clothes, right? <laughs> I was supposed to be at 5 a.m. prayer. Just putting on my clothes, do 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 do, getting ready to go to work, right? <laughs> that mug came up in my room. It was like, uh, excuse me, we at prayer. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to work. I'm not going to uh, prayer this morning. And she was like, uh, ask for me in my house. And I wanted to say, I was about to say, ask for me in my house because you know the house was under my name. And you know it. And I was paying rent, right? But the Lord said, shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I felt in my spirit. He said, Ugh. he said to say, where uh, he told me to tell her about with uh, Aaron went in and he had something on heavy on his heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't able to pray for the people. So I told her that. And then she said she had the nerve to say, that's in the Old Testament. So then the Lord fed me. Well, you use the Old Testament when it benefits you. Mm. I didn't know where this stuff was coming from. I mean, I know where it was coming from, but I didn't know it was, you know. That's one of the moments like I wish music in the background would play. Yeah. When the church yeah. say amen. And then, uh, God has spoken. <laughs> I can see her face. Yes, man. She was shocked. So then uh she walks, she slams the door and walks out. Then she go get that book that say how to talk to your pastor. Mm-mm. So she gives it to me and then I dropped it down. I looked at it and dropped it down. And um not how to talk to your pastor. She was like, uh, we need to talk about this. Sat on my bed, talking about we need to talk about this. I said, the Bible says, be slow to speak and be quick to hear. I'm not talking about what that's talking about right now. I said, the Bible says, be slow to speak and quick to hear. I said, and I'm not trying to disrespect you. Is it like, oh, you going to disrespect me? You going to disrespect? I said, I'm not trying to disrespect you so what i'm going to do is go to work hmm. and i will see you guys later and i left that next day all my stuff was gone when they came back home i ain't even say bye i left the key on the uh, counter wow yep <laughs> You better let it go. <laughs> I must say that was 
informative. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the words and the lessons. I know it filled my soul. I learned a lot. No diggity, no doubt. And on our note, we will wrap it up. I thank y'all for everybody who listens. Y'all know what I always say. Tell somebody you love them. Tell somebody, if you see them on the streets, that they're beautiful. Because you never know. You might save a life. Say that an angel. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I think I'm going to add that to the end of it now, too. Thank you. <laughs>